Who was here that was uh, touched this morning in a very special way? Hallelujah. A lot, many of you were. Um, a spirit that was a powerful scripture. Moses laid hands on the 70, and his spirit was put on those 70. Isn't that powerful? Hallelujah. And I believe Pastor Judy heard from the Lord concerning that this morning to do that in both services. We, we usually try to keep Sunday morning services straightforward and What are you laughing about? Aren't we a dignified church around here? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. But I bet, I, I know that there was an impartation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So get ready to, to run. Amen. No more slothful, moving, slow turtle-like. We're going to run with the vision. No matter what it takes, we're going to fill this place up. Amen. All those services on Sunday. And uh, like one prophet said, you can use this church seven days a week. Amen. Amen. Now, I know we have Bible school on Monday night, and that's doing great. And, and But there's also people. How, how many of you like... Uh, healing meetings going on, seeing the sick healed and during the week, and, and just you know, you can't do everything one hour on Sunday morning. And you understand, and a little bit here and a little bit there, Amen. And so, get ready to run. You're running. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In the natural, you can't do it. If you try to do it in the natural, you're where you you will burn out. But if you'll do it in the supernatural, we don't even use that word. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. F.F. Bosworth said this, and, and, and this is very important. Pastor Judy has been talking about faith, radical faith, the last few, last couple Sunday nights. Fight like hell. How many of you have been fighting like hell? Amen. F.F. Bosworth said this, your success and usefulness in this world is measured by your confession and the tenacity with which you hold fast to that confession. Christianity is called the great confession. The great confession. We confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. It starts there when we turn our life over to Jesus. Amen. We confess him as Lord. I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 3. And we're going to move through this tonight. We'll have some ministry time. But it's so important because we're, we're fighting a fight. But uh, you can go back and listen to Mark Hankins. I've taught his faith class in Bible school for five years now. And uh, it never gets old, but we have to keep reviewing it because our natural person moves away from that. 
we don't want to confess what God says. We would rather confess our emotions, confess our feelings, confess our pain, confess our inability, and uh, actually we'll get what we say. In fact, God told the children of Israel uh, when they sinned against him, okay, and they said, we're not going to go to the promised land, and he said, because of what you, what I have heard you say, God has ears, and He is not hard of hearing. And He said, "You, you, you will get exactly what you said to the children of Israel." And they did not enter into the promised land because their words were stout against Him. Even in Malachi chapter three, if you read on past the tithing scriptures, it talks about the. A group of people that that their mouth was getting them into trouble. Amen. I don't know what kind of recording system God has in heaven, but our words are being recorded. That's a powerful thought. Would you like to hear the things that you've been saying in your house for the past week? Huh? Rewind. Replay. Think about that. So <clears throat> we are to hold fast to a confession. And we do, either one way or the other. All right? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, which we all are, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. Now, we've talked about Jesus as our Savior We've talked about Jesus as our Lord. We know that we are seated with him in heavenly places, according to Ephesians chapter 2. But many of us don't realize that he is our high priest of our confession. Amen. He's high priest. He's the highest priest wasn't like the, the high priest in the Old Testament. Jesus came and he offered himself, amen, as the supreme sacrifice. And he took his blood up to the heavenly vessels up there, amen, the mercy seat in heaven, and applied the blood. And now he is the supreme high priest. And it says he is the high priest over our confession. And in verse 14, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Think about that. Let us hold fast to our confession. That means we need to, once we catch hold of the word of God concerning any promises that we are believing God for, we need to confess what God says about those situations and stick with it. Amen. Holding fast like super glue. I'm not going to change just because I don't feel it. Amen? In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. God is not a man that he should lie. And we've talked about the integrity of the word. God and his word are one. He will not slack concerning every promise, every 
word that is in this book. Amen? If he has said that by his stripes ye are healed, then I am healed, period. So what do I confess? Confess in the light of pain and suffering. I confess what God's word says about me, not what I feel. See, that is holding fast to my confession. Amen? Some of us older people, we need to confess our youth is renewed like an eagle. Hallelujah. Amen. And keep that confession. Well, I don't feel like I just want to get out of bed this morning. Glory to God. Maybe we need to walk around and record ourselves all day long and see at the end of the day what our confession is. <laughs> Jesus, this is so important. I want you to catch this. Jesus is high priest over what comes out of our mouth. If it is in accordance with the word of God. Hallelujah. He's not high priest over your negativity. You know who high priest is over your negativity? The devil. <laughs> but Jesus is your high priest. If you put his word in your mouth, whoo, glory to God. <laughs> it says again in verse 23 of chapter 10, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering amen for he who promised is faithful your confession is what you say you should persistently continue speaking in faith agreeing with what god said regardless of circumstances amen we've got to hold fast to it to hang on to amen our confession of hope confession of faith See, when we try to put this in the right perspective, we all know what Mark eleven twenty three and 24 says. We should all have that memorized. And basically, Mark eleven twenty three says, you'll have whatsoever you say. And that could be good or bad. We know that our words can open the door for the devil as much as it can open the door for God and, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? And the good things that God has for us. Amen? According to your word, so be it. Whatsoever things. Amen? You have what you say. So we are to hold fast. In other words, it means to hang on tight, to hang on for dear life. How many of you have heard that phrase before? Hang on to the words of God. Hang on, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the devil is saying or the doctors are saying or the people saying around you, don't pay them any mind. You have to get your word from God. And once you get your word from God, you begin to say what God says about your situation because, again, he is the most high priest over your confession, and he is responsible for seeing that it comes to pass as long as you don't waver. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 13, and some of you should remember this one. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written according to what is written what's your bible say 
<laughs> it used to be everybody would carry Bibles. Now we have tablets and phones and so on and so forth. But the Bible, if you'll find what is written, oh, I love that scripture, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, saith the Lord. It will not return void, but it will accomplish whereto it is sent. Every promise in the book is mine, every, every chapter, every verse, every line. And if we'll get that and stick with it, and that's where we have problems, our human nature. We don't want to stick with anything. We feel one way one day and another way another day. And, and remember, for Jesus to be the high priest over your confession, it has to be consistent. Consistent. In consistency lies the power. Consistency lies the power. Not just hit or miss. You're not going to receive anything from the Lord if it's hit or miss. There has to be a steadfast endurance. Amen? So 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, According to what it is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. So what we believe in the word of God, we have to follow that up with speaking. That is the spirit of faith has to line up with the word of God. Hallelujah. That is so important. Amen? And Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. We should know this scripture. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. How many of you don't like spoiled fruit? <laughs> Amen? It's telling us that death and life or in the power of the tongue. And we see this uh, in James chapter 3, verse 2, concerning the tongue. If we could only catch this, people, we would have victory after victory after victory. Well, I have faith in God. You can have faith in God, but if you're saying the wrong thing, it's not going to produce anything. Amen? Oh, I believe God. I have faith. My God supplies all of my needs according to his riches in glory. Well, then stop worrying about your finances. Worry to worry is sin. Amen? How many times did Jesus say, take no thought? Amen? Take no thought saying. Matthew chapter 6. Take no thought is one thing to think. But once we get over into the saying part, that's where we release power, either good or bad. Take no thought saying what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, and so on and so forth. God, Jesus specifically talked about faith. Everything he said was faith-centered. Hallelujah. His words were spirit, and they were life. And we are made in his image and his likeness, and what comes out of our mouth should be spirit and life. That's why we've got to fill ourselves with the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I don't want to eat the fruit of some of the things that I've said in the past. So we need to negate those things, repent of those words that have come out of our mouth. Amen. Because the Bible says we're going to be judged for every idle, non-productive word that comes out of our mouth. Wow. Remember, he is the high priest 
of our confession. Look at James chapter three with me. For we all stumble in many things. In verse two, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in the horse's mouth <clears throat> that they may obey us, and we, turn their, and we turn their whole body. Look also at the ships. Although they are so large, they are driven by fierce winds, but they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it, that fire is set on the fire by hell. Amen. Demons are listening to your words. The devil is listening to your words. We open doors for the enemy to come in by negativity, by the words that come out of our mouth. And we need to set them, you know, David said it very plainly. Lord, let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. That's what he prayed. Let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus is the high priest of our faith. Now, let's look at James chapter 1. And we're going to read through this, verse, verses 2 through 6. Hallelujah. I know a lot of you like this first part. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you envelop or in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations, be assured and understand that the trial and the proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work that you may be, may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of, of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching, fault-finding, and it will be given to him. Now look at this. But only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, and no doubting. For one who wavers, hesitates, and doubts is like a billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. Amen. For truly, let not a person imagine that he will receive anything that he asked for from the Lord. For being as he is, a man of two minds. Now look at this. In the Amplified Bible, it talks about what two minds are. And I believe many Christians, all of us at times, we move into this category more often than what, what we think we, we do. Amen? Come on, now let's be honest. Hallelujah. It says, it talks about this. <clears throat> Only it must be in faith that he asked with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For one who wavers and hesitates and doubts is like a billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither. So 
that's the way we move many times, from day to day, from minute to minute. So he goes on in verse 7, For truly let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asked for from the Lord, for being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything. He thinks, he feels, he decides. Think about that. Why are more people getting healed? Why are more people receiving miracles? Why are more people prospering? Because they are in this category. They're unstable, unreliable, and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, or decides. They're blown around by the news media, okay? By even somebody in their family or even maybe another Christian. I remember when Pastor Judy's sister was in a, we were just newly married and her younger sister was in that car accident and was taken into uh, Las Vegas and, and uh, brain damage and she was thrown from a, a pickup truck and Judy and I, we were believing God and uh, you know, we, it's about an hour and a half drive between Lake Havasu and, and Las Vegas. And, and when we were there praying over, you, you see some response, you could see some things, but uh, everybody else surrounding her was neg- negative. We couldn't be there 24 hours a day speaking the word, you know? But when we were there, we would see some progress. But unfortunately, there was more negativity around her Come on now, then what we could be there, you know? We couldn't be there. We had jobs. We had responsibilities that we, that we could not be there. So the other part of the family and, and uh, the doctors and the nurses, well, you know, they're in a coma. They don't hear. Yes, they do. Amen? And, and uh, that's why, how many of you read Trina's testimony, heard about her? She had a tumor in, in, in on the brain and... Uh, Mark shut the door. He wouldn't allow anybody in. Nobody. So if you have a family member in that situation, you have authority, you take that authority, even if they get mad at you. Amen? Because the person in that situation, they're in a life and death situation. But what I was getting to, I was, uh, we'd come back to church, say church, and people in the church would say, well, you know, it might be God's will to just for her to go home. Well, that's why we eventually left that church. <laughs> I was assistant pastor there. But we were believing for a miracle for her. But that's the way. You, you can't listen to even what you would think is a spiritual person sometimes. You've got to base your belief on the word of God and the word of God only. That word is to you personally. Amen. Nobody else to you. If God speaks to you, you call that rhema. The word, it jumps out of the page. On, and, and God says, by my stripes ye are healed. You take that word. And remember, Jesus is the high priest over your confession. Not over your feeling, but over your confession. So in the midst of that trial, <laughs> that's why James said the first chapter, uh, the first part of that says, count it all joy. 
Count it all joy when you come into the, yeah, we're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. But what is our demeanor? What, what are we acting like? Oh, my God, what's going, what are we going through? Why again? You know, so on and so forth. You don't see the Apostle Paul acting like that at any time. In front of King, King Agrippa, he said, I think myself happy. You go into the doctor's office and they give you a bad report and they expect you to break down and cry and go, I think myself happy. Ha, 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 
of God, because of you I know the path of life as I taste the fullness of joy in your presence. Do you know that you can stay in his presence? Well, you know, I need to be at church to be in. No, you don't have to be in church to be in his presence. Open the Bible. You're in his presence. Start praying. You're in his presence. God is inside of you. Hallelujah. You're not the Old Testament where you have to bombard heaven. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of times we use the, the scripture about Daniel, you know, fasting, and there, and there is warfare in heaven. And, and it took, you know, uh, Gabriel, he said, you know, it took me a while to get here. Michael, the archangel, had to come and, and all this. And, and the old timers would talk about, uh, you know, heaven being, you know, solid brass. We can't get prayer. Hey, you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You have a hotline to heaven. You don't have to pray through. You are through. Amen. Hallelujah. You are through. You don't have to feel anything. Just open your mouth and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Begin to pray. Let it well up from the inside of you. The Holy Spirit, if you don't know how to pray for things, the Holy Spirit takes hold together with you and prays the mind of the, of the Father. He just, oh, he just open it up. He just open it up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then you go back to his word. You pray in the spirit. And then you go back to his word. And you say, what's my confession of faith? And you begin to speak God's word. Hallelujah. Not what you think about it, but you just speak God's word. Hallelujah. By his stripes I am healed. My God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. By Christ Jesus, I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. My youth is renewed like an eagle. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If, if people in the old covenant can take hold, I mean, look at Moses. When God took him, it says that his eyesight was strong and his strength abated not. Amen. Think about that. You don't have to go to the grave sick and beggarly and poor and wore out. I mean, God took him. Amen. Amen. It was time for the change of guard, and Joshua was going to take over, and Moses made some mistakes, of course. Praise God, we're under the new covenant. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're already in the promised land. We don't have to wait to get there. We're already there. Amen? <laughs> For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because of you, I know the path of life as I taste the fullness of joy. Somebody asked me, uh, a couple months ago when we were having a uh, Jesus encounter and uh, they, they said uh, is this in the Bible? You're not supposed to act like that in church. <laughs> we're supposed to come in all stiff and holy. <laughs> Pastor speaks King James. How art thou today? Art thou happy? <laughs> Glory. 
be to the Lord Almighty. We're happy. Jesus is a high priest of our confession. Behave yourself, Olivia. Put some masking tape, duct tape over your mouth if you can't say the right things. They have that Gorilla Glue stuff now. We had an usher back in Abingdon Church. I don't know if Laurie and Mike remember back then, but Jonesy, you remember Jonesy? Yeah, he said he took super glue. Somehow he glued his lips together. And he had to call a fire department. To <laughs> Glory. That would shut you up for a while. Hallelujah. Don't even think about that. Amen. <laughs> but some of us need that at times. Amen. Put a watch on the meditation of my heart, the words of my mouth. Be acceptable in your sight. This is something that has to be exercised and worked. I'm not going to probably be successful overnight but you've got to be like the apostle Paul and, and, and every decision everything that comes your way says, how am I going to act what am I going to say am I going to be joyful in this test in this trial I don't know about you but when I go through things I want all of heaven to just invade the situation oh glory to God an invasion force of the angelic power from heaven. And the way to get that going is speaking God's word. Amen. Commanding. Praise the Lord. We are kings and priests in the new covenant. Hallelujah. And then we be just begin to laugh. You know, my daughter Donna, you know, she listens to us sometimes. And, and uh, I think it was last week when we had the blowout service, you know, on Sunday morning. And said, Dad, it's okay to have joy, but you need to tell them why they need joy. <laughs> it's okay to tell them to laugh and tell them why they need to laugh. Because it is the highest form of faith. Yeah. Amen? That's why we're joyful. Because we have the answer. That a lot of people that, that, that darken the doors of the churches in America, they don't have any joy. Amen? They don't have hope. The word is not being preached like it's, you need to thank God that you're here at Living Word. Amen? Yeah. That you're hearing the truth. Woo! You're hearing the truth on Sunday morning, Sunday night from Pastor, from me, from Pastor Judy, Pastor Mike, Laurie, our Bible school teachers. Amen? You're hearing the word of God that if you believe and you put it in your mouth and begin to speak it, Jesus, your high priest, will cause it to come to pass. Amen. He'll cause it to come to pass. 
Hallelujah. Take hold of it. And I want to share something else before I change the order of the service. Uh, get up Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Will you put that up there? How many of you like Romans chapter 4? It's an awesome chapter. One of my favorite chapters. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I remember Norval Hayes. I don't know. Some of you might know who he is. He actually came to our church once. Amen. A long time ago. We were in uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Brockton. And we were just privileged to have him. One service on Sunday night. But uh, he was praying for a man with, with a crooked leg. And he tells this story. And uh, as they were in the service, or this man was in the prayer line at the end of the service, he, he was a faith teacher, just like Brother Hagen. And uh, this man came up for prayer. And, and the Holy Spirit said to Norval, he said, tell that man that Romans chapter 4, verse 17 will heal him. And this was a man with a crooked leg, physically crooked. And uh, he said, okay, Lord, I'll tell this man. So he walked over there, and he said, this, if you will obey, now this is the key. If we will obey this scripture, it only takes one word from heaven to change your life, if you obey it. He said, if you obey Romans 4, 17, Let's look at what it says. And as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they do. And he told that man, I want you to call your crooked legs straight. And you keep doing it. You go home. I call my crooked leg straight. I call, he did it hundreds of times, hundreds of times. See, we give up so easy. Well, I did it twice and it didn't work. I don't remember the story by detail, exactly how long it took, but I know he said it a lot. He went home, he kept talking. The Bible says to talk to the mountains. And he was obeying the word of the Lord. Call those things that do not exist as though they did. So he would look at his leg. I call my crooked leg straight. And you know what? In a moment's time, it straightened up. Whether it happened that night or the next day, I don't remember how long it took. But see, if we obey the word of God, we quit too soon. We say it 10 times. And some of you can be healed by doing the same thing. Well, I don't see it. Well, call what you want. That's exactly what it's saying. Don't call yourself diseased. Don't call yourself weak. Don't call yourself broke. Amen? Call what you want. That's what God does. That's a God kind of faith. What are you calling for? Amen. Hallelujah. Like Charles Capps used to say, he used to say, if you want the dog to come to you, you don't call the kitty. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And you want the dog to come. And the kitty, you know, 
Kitty's going to come, the dog isn't. So you want one thing, but you call in something else. Amen? Call yourself whole. Call yourself healed. Amen? Call yourself blessed. So you're just obeying the word of God. Look at a part of your body that's not functioning right. And say, I call my legs straight. I, you know, amen. I call my feet healed. I call my, you know, whatever's going on in your body. I call my ears open. I call my eyes whole. I call, you know, just keep doing it. Just according to, you know, say it, say it. And the angels hearken to the voice of the word of God. I'm operating Romans 4.17. Be imitators of God as dear children. Yes. It's time for us to imitate yes. our Heavenly Father. Come on. Hallelujah. Stand with me tonight. What do you want to happen in your life? What do you want to see? Begin to speak it. Begin to call for those things. Hallelujah. Stop saying what you have. What's, most people do that. Well, I, you know... Rheumatoid arthritis.